Hi, friends. Will Parker here. Before we jump into today's podcast, I want to give you a few updates. I just returned from a speaking event in San Diego and also enjoyed some vacation time. My wife and I celebrated our anniversary of 30 years. Many of you know that Principal Matters is now my full-time work, which means more opportunities for learning and growing with leaders like you. Uh, This week, I'll be traveling to Columbus, Ohio to provide a keynote for the Ohio State Department of Education's School Sponsorship Program. On August 8, I will lead professional development for Morrison Public Schools in Oklahoma. August 14, 17, and 21st, we will launch executive coaching and masterminds for two cohorts in the Ohio area. On August 22nd, we will begin ongoing masterminds for the Palo Alto High School admin team. And August 29th, I'll be with the Archdiocese of Louisville's admin team for in-person events with principals who are participating in this year's Grow Academy and Impact Masterminds. If you're interested in any of the offerings available for the coming year, you can check out my services link at williamdparker.com, or you can just email me directly at will at williamdparker.com for more information. Also, we are enhancing content available through the Principal Matters Weekly Newsletter. Not only does the newsletter include a summary of the show notes, but now it includes helpful resources and updates from sponsors and Principal Matters Associates. For instance, beginning in August, the newsletter will include additional content provided twice a month by my friend, Dr. Nick Davies, an elementary associate principal for Vancouver Public Schools. Nick will share a written summary called Three Takeaways for Leaders, content based on his podcast, Monday Mornings with Dr. Nick. You will want to read these helpful summaries by subscribing to the Principal Matters newsletter on my website at williamdparker.com. Also this month, School CEO, one of our sponsors, is conducting a leadership survey to explore the dynamics involved in the superintendent-principal relationship. Your feedback is crucial. You can find out more about the survey in the Principal Matters newsletter. Go to williamdparker.com and click the subscribe link to find out more. Thank you for doing what matters. And I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Principal Matters Podcast, episode 355. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast, where each week we bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I'm joined again by my co-host, Jen Schwanke, ASCD author, deputy superintendent from Dublin City Schools. Jen, I'm going to be up there in Columbus at the beginning of August to do an opening with some principals in that area. So who knows? You know, we've only met one time face to face. I know. And you said I was tall. What if I've shrunk since then? We should get, we should get, can, we should somehow get in a room together. Too. So I'll, I'll Perfect. let you know before yes. I come there so that maybe there's a chance. Maybe I could come see Dublin schools. I've never even seen one. Of oh, your you are. would love it. You would which, love it. Which, which is how I'm going to open this, this week's conversation, because I want to talk about reflective coaching. And so let me set the stage if it's okay, Jen. Well, yeah, you can, although I think listeners will probably hear the laughter in both of our voices because we were just cracking up listeners because I'm going to set the stage before Will sets the stage. He was, we were chatting and he was thinking and it got very quiet. And then he said, I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking. And now Will, tell them what you were thinking that made me crack up. I I was thinking 
I spent a lot of time with Jen Schwanke <laughs> in, in recording episodes, talking about content, creating content, scheduling stuff. But I, I don't think I have ever spent a session giving you a chance to reflect, like giving you some of the reflective questions that I do with other leaders. And so, um, so Jen and I were just like, well, let's, why don't we record a session? Or so that's what we're doing, everyone. But you all need to know, in all fairness and defense of me, this is about 89 seconds old. So I have not prepared. I have no papers. This is all we, we literally listeners. We were like, let's just do it. Whatever. Who cares? So mm -hmm. Will had a brainstorm and here we are. So yes, I don't know. Is are. this, is this like rapid fire questions or I don't, okay, I don't know. I'll set the I, stage gonna, for you. Yes. I'll follow okay. the lead. So I'm going to set the stage for you, Jen. So several years ago, I had the privilege of going through some training with the National Association of Elementary School Principals on coaching cycles, along with, um, my colleague at that time, Glenn Absher, who leads the Elementary Association in Oklahoma. And we met with some leaders from across the U.S., including a, a now longtime friend of mine, Robin Hamasaki, who was leading um, a coaching and mentoring program with the Department of Education in Colorado. Robin is now the Director of Leadership and Learning for the National Association of Secondary School Principals. And you and I know her because she emails us, Jen, right, talking right. about PD that we're we're talking about doing together. And um, one of the books that we came across during that time was a book called The Coaching Habit by Michael Bungay Stanier. And so Glenn and I bought the book together and we started reading it and working notes on it for some training that we were doing. And I just fell in love with this book because Michael Bungay Stanier uses seven reflective questions whenever he's coaching his business clients in terms of helping them figure out the goals that they're going to be setting for the next thing that they're going to be doing. And so I actually took these questions and wrote them out. Um, he calls them, each question has a different name. So he's question one is called the kickstart question. Question two okay. is the awe question. Question three is the focus question. Okay. Question four is the foundation question. Then there's the lazy question. Then six is the strategic question. And seven is called the learning question. And so I know those because I have them taped at the bottom of my monitor I was going to say that was really good. <laughs> you just pulled that out of nowhere. No wonder you want to do this episode. You're and, ready. I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, whatever. And so the 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 helpful the helpful um, outcome of having this list on my desk is that in so many conversations, when principals will call or email me and they're like, "Can we jump on the phone because I need to reflect?" I'll just say, "Well, can I have permission to ask you these reflective questions?" And they'll say, yeah. And so it gives me an outline for which I can lead reflective questions. And this has really been helpful in my executive coaching too. So Jen, if you're ready, I'm going to ask you the first question. And this is going to be a question that you may surprise you because of how open it is, but are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. So when you think about your leadership or life or whatever it is that you're facing right now, what's on your mind? I'm always thinking about how to manage that balance between self and uh, work. I know all principals do. And, you know, my kids are an age, they're 16 and 13. They need me right now. I want to be a good spouse. I want to have a nice home. I want to be successful at work. I want to be a trailblazer. I want to be innovate, right? You hear me. I'm, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. And that kind of 
I'm going to use the word drive. I don't know if I love that word, but that kind of drive can be exhausting and can be counterproductive because I can come off as frantic and anxious and pushy. So I'm always trying to remind myself, Will, it's going to be okay. It's all okay. As a matter of fact, I think you've seen in my office before um, that the my favorite saying is, you know, I hate to ruin the ending for you, but everything's going to be okay. I'm constantly thinking about that because it's on my mind. Always there's more, 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 do, 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 be, be, be. And I have to calm my own mind and let myself be the best version of myself. I love that. So can I repeat back what I just heard you say? Yes. Let's um, see if, let's see if I recognize it. <laughs> this is one of Will's strengths, by the way, I say things and then he says them better. So please go. <laughs> well, I just heard in your response, I just heard the voices of so many other of leaders and probably listeners out there when you're like, I am struggling with how to manage both the, the self-care of my life, my home, my family, myself, my own growth and the work in my life, which I love too, which is involves a lot of creativity and innovation and, and drive. How do I do how do I, how do I serve in the, both of those areas and all of those areas well, without being a frantic, anxious person? Exactly. And I'm constantly thinking about that to answer your question specifically. I'm constantly trying to monitor myself and my output and what I am to other people, because like most principals, I put a tremendous amount of pressure on myself to please other people. And again, counterproductive, right? Because in this role, about half people are mad about half the time, right? So it 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 can feel as though I'm spinning my wheels and I, I have to keep my eye on myself and my mental capacity and what really is needed from me and prioritize it all. And we've talked about that a lot in podcasts before, Will, the, the prioritization of work, what needs to be done first, best, biggest. And sometimes that's um, what you need to do is sit down and have dinner with your family. That's the thing. Mm. So not only do you see that um, tension between self-care, family care, work commitments, and then that constant, um, it sounds like, awareness that you have that, that this is a tension and this is something I want to do well, but it also is um, something that, I mean, that you, you recognize is ongoing. So question two is going to sound just as odd as question one there's a purpose in this question, which is, so what else is on your mind? I think about that meme or that saying that says, you know, when you die on your tombstone, you're never going to put, boy, they worked a lot of hours. And that does resonate with me, but I always feel guilty because I love my work. I really, really do. I, I sometimes feel that I live too much in um, shouldn't, like I shouldn't spend so much time writing books or thinking about the principalship or thinking about leaderships. I should learn to crochet. I, I'm making that up, but I should be, I should be someone else. I should be doing other things. And then I circle back to, you know, you can't live your life and shouldn't either. Um, this is what fills me up. That's okay. You know, I, I like working with principals. I, I really enjoy being part of my my professional team, 
I enjoy helping other principals. I love giving PD. I love going to districts and helping them dig through a problem. And so when you said what else, what I want to do is give everyone, myself included, permission to be who you are, to lead who you, the way you best lead and stop for Pete's sake, stop comparing yourself to someone else who's in a like role because they're a different person. And so their priorities are different and what fills them up is different. And so we shouldn't say, I shouldn't be that. I should be someone else. We should just accept what it is that fills us up and go with it. I like that. Um, permission to be yourself and not to constantly compare yourself to what you see in others or you think others want to see in you. Right. Or whatever ideal you've mm -hmm. created for the human being that you are. The human okay. being that you are is just the one that looks at, back at the mirror at you, right? And and of course, life is always about self-actualization, of course. But it's also so toxic, um, self-toxic to, to wish you were doing it differently or to think you should. Okay. So when you think about um, that tension that you are experiencing between work, life, it's not so much for you a challenge of things I don't want to be doing. It's almost the flip of that for you, Jen. It's I'm overwhelmed because there's so much I want to do. Oh yeah. So much yeah. I, and so much I'd love to do. And so, um, and so that leads to my third question, which is what's the real challenge here for you? Wow. Can I ask a clarifier? Is that part of this fun little exercise we're doing? Will? is that part of it? Can I ask a clarifier or do I just have to answer? You can ask anything you want. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the question, does it relate to my first two questions or is this a standalone question? Well, I would prefer you to answer that based on everything that we've just talked about. Okay. Okay. In the context of those two other questions and in the context of what you just said to me, what's the real challenge here for you? The challenge for me is self-acceptance um, to practice what I preach in terms of leadership, to make sure I hang on to my core, which is my family and my children and um, the, you know, being a good person in a very complex world. And, and, you know, we could, gosh, we could talk for hours about what I mean by good person. I, what I mean is contribute positively to this world. That's my challenge. And sometimes contributing positively means I make a, I make a healthy, delicious dinner. Sometimes it means I develop an entire initiative for a district of 17,000 students and implement it. That's the work, right? The work is whatever the next right thing is, whatever the next best thing is that you can do. And my challenge is to accept whatever that next right thing is, that's good enough. Support for Principal Matters comes from School CEO. School CEO is the only marketing magazine for school leaders. Access hundreds of resources at schoolceo.com. You'll find original research on teacher recruitment and articles about how to improve student enrollment. 
School CEO also hosts one of the very best conferences for school leaders. Powered by Aptigy, School CEO Conference exclusively features keynote speakers and researchers without the pressure of vendor booths. It's a dedicated learning environment that feels different from the other conferences you attend. Join School CEO on September 25th and 26th, 2023 to challenge how you think about branding and culture. Visit schoolceo.com and click the banner to sign up. You can save $100 off registration using hashtag will23 as your invite code. Again, that's schoolceo.com and hashtag will23 to save $100 when you register. Support for Principal Matters comes from DigiCoach and its walk-through tool. I want you to picture walking through classrooms, observing teachers and students. In just 10 minutes, you hope to see good instructional strategies and student learning taking place, or maybe you have some questions about something missing from instruction or planning. Instead of taking 30 minutes to write a follow-up email or leaving your teacher unsupported, wouldn't it be great to have an app on your phone or tablet where you could send immediate feedback while also collecting data? Enter DigiCoach, a customizable walkthrough and coaching tool created by school leaders for school leaders with thousands of pre-written, research-based commendations and coaching tips empowering you to provide quick, actionable feedback. DigiCoach is not an evaluation tool. Instead, it is an easy-to-use feedback and coaching tool, an efficient way to store your notes and to collect data for improving student outcomes right in your hands. It can be used on iPhone, Android, or tablets and includes speech-to-text functions. Make the most of your walkthroughs with a tool that saves you time and enhances meaningful feedback to your teachers. Go to digicoach.com to learn more, and please tell them Principal Matters recommended you check them out. That's digicoach.com. There's a lot of wisdom in that, Jen. So what I heard you saying is that the real challenge here for you is recognizing you are involved in a lot of things that you love to do. And because of the complexity of all of those responsibilities and loves, sometimes you just have to accept that this is my world and I, it's okay for me to contribute the most positive way that I can in this moment, not contribute in the way that someone else expects me to, or that is an ideal that's way beyond reality. Exactly. And, and I don't know if you're going to ask a question later that this is better placed there, but I do think it's very complicated by being a female leader. Mm. You and I have never really gone down that road in this podcast, but I've thought a lot about that. I've done a lot of research about it. I've talked to a lot of women Mm -hmm. and this is educational leadership is a male dominated field. We all know that. And so there are many unique challenges that come with that. And I am a watcher. I am an observer. And I have spent a great deal of my career trying to overcome the challenges that come with me being a, a female in a world that sometimes, I mean, sometimes I'm the only one in the room, right? 
And when that happens, I have to be very careful and thoughtful and deliberate about what I want my voice to be in that room. So that's probably a whole other podcast, but that's another part of my challenge is to accept my role as a female leader. And with that comes things that are unique to females and, and make sure that I still have a place among men Mm -hmm. who think very differently than I do. And I'm so lucky because I'm on a team right now um, with many men. And I don't think my, I don't think we as a team think about that, but I have been on teams before where I thought, don't talk, don't talk. You're not welcome to talk. And the difference between how a woman feels when she should hush versus how she feels as I do now that my voice truly is valued my superintendent has said to me before, I want to hear what you have to say. And I cannot emphasize enough how good that feels that my voice is valued. And, um, you know, that's, that's again, a whole other path we could go down for women who are in high leadership roles and how it sometimes requires an an extra layer of thought and care. I'm glad you said that. And yeah, I don't, I, if we've touched on this, it's been a long time since we've had this conversation, but um, so I want to sit there for just a moment because when I, um, when I wrote my first book, Principal Matters, Jen, I, I've since republished it with a different cover because the original cover of that book at the time I thought was so um, polished and professional, but it was a, an image of a of a, a suit and tie that said principal matters, the motivation, courage, action, the teamwork needed for school leaders. And it was probably about a year after that book had come out, I got an email from a listener, or at that time I was still writing a blog. So someone had read my newsletter and it was very kind and professional. She just wrote me and said, I'm a woman principal and I'm curious why you chose that image for your book when it doesn't represent half of the people that are leading our schools. And so I, I went back to the designer for that cover and said, can you redo this cover? I need something that actually reflects what school leadership really looks like. And so on the cover of my book, I'll just hold it up to you. You know, it's, it's multiple hands all together in a pile, all different colored hands representing a team of people that are together because that that's what leadership is supposed to right. look like. And so Jen, I know that it was easy for me to identify that as the first choice I made in the cover of the book because I wasn't looking, right. I was only looking through, through my own eyes, not the eyes of a leader like you who has to constantly be aware that there are some places where I'm safe to say something and there are other places where the expectations are going to be more judgy, right. to use a Brene Brown word. Right. I... um. I think we've mentioned before, I have another book in the works with ASCD and it's about conflict management. And I write in there about a time I was uh, supervising a athletic event and one of my male colleagues happened to be there because his child was playing and he was kind of leaning against the wall and I was there and a parent approached me and just tore into me. And I handled it with as much grace and professionalism as I could. And when the parent left, my colleague, again, a man, he looked at me and he said, I have never been spoken to like that ever. And he said, I think he wouldn't have done that to me. And I said, cliche, but welcome to my world. Many people feel 
that they can speak to me in a way they wouldn't speak to a man. And, and, you know, it's, it's hard to know whether that's true or not, but he, he said, I've, that shook me up. I'm going to have to really think about that. Um, so that's just another, and you know, again, we could talk more about that for quite some time, but it's a layer. It's a layer to think okay. about. So if, if it's okay with you, I want to come back to the, to what I heard you say in the answer to that question, what's the real challenge here for you? And you said, accepting myself for having many things that I love to do, um, and knowing where I can positively contribute in this crazy world. Um, recognizing that the way that I do it is going to be what fits for me, even amidst all the judgment. And so that's the challenge. Yes, that's great. Well, thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, so, I hope the listeners are enjoying this. I do too, because <laughs> I am so enjoying this, Jen. And so even though we might be pushing into toward the end of the show, I'm going to keep going. Okay, keep going. Um, I'll talk so, faster. So, so the next question is, is, is called the foundation question, which is when you think about what's on your mind and what else is on your mind and what the real challenge is here for you, what is it that you want? I want to look back and be proud of how I have learned and how I have grown. And I want people to say I helped. I want people to look at me as a giver and a, um, someone who understands the complexities and frailties of every human that crosses my path. Um, like most people, I struggle with that because, you know, existing in this world isn't a binary. It isn't good or bad. It's, it's much more complicated, but overall, that's what I want. Next question. And again, I'm just asking these questions because they're reflective, not because I'm looking for an answer, but this is called um, by Michael Bungay Stanier, the lazy question. And I think he calls it the lazy question because it's really nothing he can do about it except ask it. So the question is, how can I help, Jen? I'm, I'm going to take a moment and, and love on Will Parker. You have, you do, and you will continue to because you do what I want to do, which is lift others. Mm. When you and I first met, and gosh, it's been years now. You started with, I don't remember your exact words, but you started with um, a kind and thoughtful compliment that made me feel like you saw me and you have never, I don't think we've ever talked once where you didn't say, Hey, that was, that was really great. That thought you just had, or wow, you're doing really good work. And I think school leadership is inherently a, has potential to be very competitive and that boggles my mind. We're not competing. You know, I've said before, there's room for all of us. And I believe that's what you embody. And the fact that you're out there now doing this full time, modeling the um, collective lifting of tide, you know, the lifting of tides raises, um, lifts all ships or whatever that phrase is. That's what you can and do and will continue to do to help. That's super kind of you, Jen. Um, and true. Thank you, thank, well, thank you. <laughs> well, but you do too. And I, when I come back to that foundation question that you ask, which is what I ask, which is what do you really want? And you said, I want to be able to look back and know that I've helped. And so what I've heard you 
expressing in all of your responses to these questions is this um, this yearning to stay focused in the complexity of hard work in life. And so this this and there's only two questions left. So I'm going to see where we go with the, with this next one, which um, is called the strategic question. And that is, um, if you're going to say, give yourself permission to stay focused on that priority that you've expressed, what are you going to have to say no to? I'm going to have to say no to um, dead ends and energy sucks. Anything that depletes me without um, contributing in some way to the people or the work, I need to let go of. Um, not just time wasters, but um, you know, if, if it's not helping, let it go. Okay. I've got to stop there and pull back to the listeners for just a second, because what a great answer. And not just because it applies to your life and leadership, Jen, because, because that, that seems to be the heart of so many of the conversations that I have with, with leaders, which is how do you identify the areas within your own experience and work that are either dead ends or energy sucks that either someone else could be trained to manage or you could simply be able to learn to say no to, or you could reconfigure the structure of your work to avoid, or you could pursue a position where that's no longer a part of your work so that you can say yes to those things that are really going to be the things where you feel like you're being effective and making a difference. Exactly, exactly. So Jen, last question as we wrap up, and Michael Boomgay-Stanier calls this the learning question. What, from our conversation and that cycle of questions, and we could go much deeper and longer in all kinds of different directions here, because I have some follow-ups, but I'm not going to ask those. I'm just going to ask you this. What was the most useful for you? Of these questions? Mm -hmm. Or of this conversation? I think it always helps, and you started out with this, it always helps to think about what your biggest challenges are and what what's taking up most of your thought work because so much of what we do is autopilot you know life gets really busy and you get up and you brush your teeth and you take a shower and you go and you go and you go and then you crash into into sleep and then you do it all again i think it's always helpful to ask any question that forces thought Mm-hmm. And it was very helpful for me. And, and, you know, when we hang up today, I'm going to do a lot more thinking about the questions you asked. And of course, I'm going to kick myself and wish I had answered them differently, or at least more eloquently. But, but that's what's been most helpful. And I'm, I'm going to continue to think about that. Well, Jen, I just want to say, hooray for the courage that it took for me to just throw <laughs> you into that conversation. Because literally, as we were jumping in to record today and you asked me what direction you want to go. And I said, Jen, I've always just wanted to reflect with you. Can I have permission to do it? And you said, I'm game. And here we did whatever this was, 35, 40 minutes of just reflection. And I know that you were being as vulnerable as you can in this setting, you know, a recorded setting. But I also just want to say to Principal Matters listeners, when is the last, I want to ask you, when is the last time you had permission to reflect? I've actually taken these questions and I'm going to put them in the show notes and I've journaled responses to them myself so that I can use them to help guide me in making better decisions. 
Well, that was what I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. When has mm-hmm. somebody done this for you or and, on the podcast? That would be fun. Well, I've never had it done live, but I have taught sessions where I get on the other side of people and let them do this with me too, Jen. So maybe sometime we'll flip the, the uh, script and you can reflect with me. That would be a lot of fun. It would not be fair because you would have <laughs> seen them and blogged about them, but we could do it. Or I could like throw a couple of twists in there along the way. Well, I want to throw out a call to <laughs> Principal Matters listeners because you may be listening to this and you're like, man, Will, I'd love to have a little time to reflect. We'll take a look at the list of questions on the, the show notes that accompany this, but also shoot me an email. Um, because there are, as I'm stepping into this new work, Jen, I'm trying to block out some time in my calendar for just follow-ups for people that just want to jump in, jump on a Zoom, reflect together. I would love to hear from you if that's if, if you're out there. So please reach out to me at will at williamdparker.com. And Jen, I just want to say thanks for your leadership. I um, I know we both have big summers. You're going to be doing a huge presentation probably after, well, this will probably be released after you've been in Canada and I've been in Denver for the National Association's Ignite Conference. So best wishes on the rest of your summer. And for those of you that are listening, best wishes whenever you're listening to this, but especially if it's summer. And thanks for doing what matters. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you. Well, we'll talk soon. You can find free resources like this one at my website at williamdparker.com. Check out the services link on williamdparker.com to learn more about leadership academies, mastermind offerings, and executive coaching. If you're planning professional development for the year ahead, or you're looking for keynote presentations from any of my books, please email me at will at williamdparker.com. Thank you for learning together today, and thanks again for doing what matters.